Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon to all of you in cyber land, space, and internet, wherever you are. Um, I just just had the strangest experience as I was logging into the show. My phone decided that it wanted to just reboot itself as Androids do and do its updates. So my apologies for being late. I just realized in the studio that there was a direct connect button. So I connected directly through the internet on my computer to be with you. But welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast and talk show. I'm so thankful and grateful that you've all joined us on today. God is a great, great God with wonders to behold. And I am so grateful to be named among his children on this day. As we continue on, hallelujah, on this glorious, glorious day, I would like to um, bring in my beautiful, phenomenal, wonderful co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts, and allow her to give her salutations and greetings. How are you, sis? Tanya, are you there? Okay, I see her on the line, but okay, now that I'm in the the um, switchboard through my computer, if it is pro- prohibiting me from hearing her. So hold on, my phone just finished doing its reboot, so if you'll give me just a moment, I will call back in. Oh, I see she is off the line. Um <laughs> Oh, there she's back. Hey, Tam, can you hear me? I can hear you, sis. Can you hear me? Okay, yes, I can hear you now. Hold on one moment. I want to, um, I'm going to call back in because um, right now I'm on the direct command. Okay. Oh, no, there you are. You're better. Okay, I guess I just needed to push my, my mic on back in. Hey, I don't know if you heard me in the beginning, but. Yes, I did. Has- did you? I was just like, okay. I did. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm looking at my phone going, what the heck? It just like went black. And then it did this little thing to tell me it was doing an update. And because I was so focused on the computer, 
I wasn't paying attention to the phone. And you know, when the phone gets ready to update, it'll give you a warning and ask you to do it now or later. And of course, because it's off to the side, I didn't see any of that. <laughs> so, hmm. Yes, it decided to do it uh, rather sooner than later. But anyway, sis, go ahead and give your salutations and welcome welcome our, our guests, or not our guests, but our listeners to the show. I'd say they're guests. I'd say they're listeners. I'd say they're our friends. I'd say they're our families. I just really want to say awesome, hello, good day, good night, good evening, wherever you are. It's an overcast, rainy day for us today. In Augusta, almost 80 degrees. Oh, my God. Um, it's weird, uh, um, like a really weird weather. But I thank God because it's another day. Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm excited yes, just I'm about excited. being alive another day. <laughs> thank cool. you. Cool, cool. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. I love that you. Is thank good. you. God is so, so good. Amen, amen, amen. Well, uh, I could not, we could not get on last week, and, and uh, my sis wasn't, wasn't up to par, and then Blog Talk wasn't cooperating, and just, you know, different things were of that nature were going on. So, you know, we had a show planned for you last week, and we're going to touch on the topic we had planned for last week, but I want to combine that topic with a couple of other topics because I think that it will all go in line with ending our year strong. This is, uh, for those of you that are here with me live, this is the first Sunday of the last month of 2018. Today is December 2nd. 2018, and I normally don't give out dates because our show is syndicated, but I think it's really, really important because of what we're going to cover today that even with the syndications that you will understand where we're coming from um, in the show on today. So I want to entitle the show, End End Your Year Strong, and in doing that, I have a couple of different areas that I would really like to, um, to get into. One of them um, is the topic that my sister had picked for last week, and that was, are you progressing or regressing? I believe is what it was. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe that was what it was. In other words, are you backing up or are you going forward? Okay. And that definitely ties into ending your year strong. And then on top of that, I really wanted to deal with uh, perfecting timing perfection timing and the appointed time and all dealing with time. So, um, so I want to do that, but um, sis in dealing with ending our year strong and the topic that was on your heart last week, are you um, progressing or are you regressing? How, how are you focusing on which way you're going as you come to a close of this year? Wow. Let me tell you something, sis. It's so much going on. Please hear me when I tell you, um, all listeners, this is a time that you think is supposed to be wonderful. As the songs say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And as many contemplating suicide, as many feeling um, left out, as many losing their jobs, as many um, not knowing who they are, relationships are ending, and different things are happening right now. And the reason why, when my sister, Elder, as well, asked me um, what we think the show should be about. I said, are we progressing or regressing? 
because let me say something to you. Every year we get to this point if we're living, and every year we have to ask ourselves, is this a wonderful time of the year? Not about gifts, not about going out buying what we used to buy or getting new things or having a Christmas tree up. I say that awesomely because Thanksgiving, I told everyone, it's not about the turkey. It's not about the dressing. As long as we're living, we give God the praise. And I did not know a one-day virus hit me, had me bedridden, that I both ends are going at the same time. I didn't know, and I'm being honest with you. I was calling on the name of Jesus because I was sick as a dog. And I couldn't cook. I couldn't do anything. And that made me really realize some things. So what I'm saying to you is this, to answer your question, Elder, I feel um, baby steps, baby pivots, but I'm, I'm progressing and not regressing, and I thank God for it. Amen, 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 amen. You know, I think uh, it's wonderful when people can see growth in you and they celebrate you and what have you. But I think it is vital, vital, vital to our existence and um, our fulfilling our purpose and destiny is when we can mark the growth in ourselves. You know, when we can come to terms and be honest with ourselves if we are going backwards or if, um, if we can actually see and, and uh, mark the spot, put an X on the day where you actually saw transition happen in your life, where you actually can say, listen, I can actually look at this, look at this and say, I see growth in me. And I think that's, that's pivotal in our lives because you know what if we can't be honest with ourselves then who can we be honest with you know what I'm saying it's just like at this point like you just said we get to this point every and the year is almost over and 90 percent of us will skip over this last month so busy trying to get to the new year because all you want to do is leave this year behind and you think maybe if I have a new beginning and a new start and a new year, things will be different. But I am here to say and to point out to you that if you can't visualize and see growth in yourself now, looking forward 30 days from now is not going to do you any good. So you've got to learn how to mark your spot now so that you are progressing now, so that when that new year comes in, you're, you're not in position to take off. You're already up there. It's sore time, okay? I have already left the runway. I have already positioned myself so that when 2019 comes, I'm not getting ready. I'm already ready. I'm already out there. I'm already excelling. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, and I think that's vital. I think that's vital. What do you believe, Tam, that causes some of us to get to this place and really go into a regressive state so busy looking forward to starting anew in the next year? Um, okay, first, if please forgive me, Elder, if I understood you right. What causes us to regress is um, that tradition. We keep mm-hmm. going back to tradition because it keeps making us stuck. And where mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. we think that we're supposed to eat the way our, our grandmothers him ate. We're mm-hmm. supposed to make like for Thanksgiving. I'm not going to lie. I thought, okay, turkey dressing, macaroni and cheese, some greens, some cornbread, 
And I'm going to be honest with you, sis, I didn't really, really want it. I was just going to cook it because it was normal from what I'm used mm-hmm. to doing. What mm-hmm. I really wanted was maybe a little light salad, a little baked chicken, maybe something like that. And mm-hmm. I, I really didn't want a lot. And, but I was going to do the norm of what I'm used to doing because of what it was. Mm-hmm. And we keep getting stuck, everybody. Please hear me. If, if, please go by what your spirit, what God is leading you to. You may not want to eat a lot. It may be some jello. It may be some tuna and crackers, a salad. Mm. Don't mm. get off balanced if that's what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. not about that. What times are you in right now? Is he feeding you manna? Mm. Is he feeding you quail? You know, sis, let me say something to you. I'm bringing this up because we need to really understand where we are. Whew, it's different for me right now because I'm right now, I'm manna, and then sometimes God gives me a little bit of quail, and then I'm back manna again. Mm. Um, just start a new job, just start a new situation again, and sometimes it, 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 the flesh is scared, and, and, and the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So don't mm-hmm. get caught up in the everyday mundane. I heard many people tell me, oh, my God, my wife is so stressed out because she's sick this year, and she thought she was going to go out and, and, and go out on Black Friday. Oh, my gosh, really, everybody? We're, we're getting gifts, and we get things to, just so we can have something under the Christmas tree, just so we can say it's beautiful. Is that person really grateful, or are they just really just so used to you getting them something? That's mm-hmm. the question you have to really ask yourself. Can mm-hmm. you make something this year? Can you go and take something that's not expensive and put it under the tree? What if you don't have a tree? Can hey, you put a wreath okay. on the wall okay. and a little bit of lights on the wall mm-hmm. and thank God for what it is? What if you don't even have any lights? Can you still wake up Christmas Day and still thank God that you're still living and that you're alive? Mm. Please hear me. Please hear me. Please don't get lost. Please don't regress because you thought you were going to have that new car. You thought you were going to have that new job. thought your bank account was going to be here. You thought you were going to marry that man or you thought you were going to be with that woman or you thought that life was going to be different and all hell is breaking loose. Well, let me say, all hell is breaking loose in my life right now. But I'm so grateful that he is and he knows my name. Mm, and that's yeah. what's so important. He mm. knows my name. Mm-hmm. He knows who I am. And yes, he ma'am. loves me. Man, I, sis, I promise you, I went today to go pull out some Christmas decorations, got them in the garage. Now I'm sitting here going, I don't even know if I really want to put them up or not. Mm. I don't even think it matters. Because it's not about that. It's really about if I'm living and breathing. How can I handle myself? Do I still love myself? Do I still love the people around me? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Girl, you know what? That's a that's a lot to to think about. It really, really is. It really, really is. I, I've shared this many times, and and I mean this from the depth of my heart. Hmm. Uh, I I mean this from the depth of my heart because I remember when my children were growing up. 
and we had so many varied Christmases, you know? We had Christmases where the whole living room floor was covered. I mean, literally. You like you got up in the morning and you got to the door and you'd literally have to work your way through gifts to get to the front door when you got to the door of the living room. And then we had Christmases where I can't give you nothing but my love and I get I and trust me, I really and truly love you. All right. I had one Christmas that I really wanted to at least do something, so I got both of them clock radios, so at least they'd have some music in their room. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we've had a plethora of experiences with Christmas. The one thing that resounded every single year, no matter if the floor was covered or if all we had was each other and no tree, okay, and no tree. Um, the one thing that always stood out was our love for each other. That carried us through no matter what. Now, my children, I'm sure, were disappointed on those lean years because, like you say, it's tradition, and, and, and especially for the kids, you know, they're, they're looking forward to having something. Um, thank God they were older by this time, and so they understood struggle. Um, they understood it was more important to be able to eat <laughs> than to have some stupid stuff. Um, but nevertheless, there was that thread of love. And I, I made sure no matter in what condition we were in, that they understood the depth of my love. What we miss, and, and what you so eloquently just put out there, is the fact that, A, the whole concept of us going broke for one day is absolutely, utterly absurd, okay? That's number one. Um, the fact that y your wife is worried about Black Friday and she's down in her body, like, uh, no. Let me be decreeing and declaring health over my body, bump Black Friday, because I don't participate in it anyway. But <laughs> I think that we have got to get to a place, if we're going to progress, Okay, and not regress. And yes, you are absolutely correct. We get so caught up in tradition that we don't know how to break free of it. And that tradition will keep you tied up, bound up. But if we're going to progress, we're going to progress past a day because the greatest gift ever get, given gives life each and every day. And what came to mind is the song Worthy, where he said in the song, you thought I was worth dying for. You know, yes. you thought I was worth dying for. So you did yes. that. Okay. So you you didn't just say, you know, uh, I was to die for. You didn't just, you know, like it wasn't just a, a line in a song or or um, a cliche for the 50s when a girl saw somebody that, that, oh, my God, he's just to die for. He's just a dream. No, no. You really, really said I was to die for that I was worthy of you giving yourself for me. And you did that. And you did that. And no superficial thing that I can buy in a store will ever come close to what you did for me. Ever. <laughs> okay. Ever. The greatest gift ever given has been given and it cannot be compared. It cannot be compared. And I believe that the closest we come to that is in giving love one to another. It is it's not in the gifts. It's not in the toys. It's not in the clothes. Amen. It's not in, in the junk. It's in the Amen. love. Amen. 
Amen. It's in the love. Amen. Amen. And you know, sis, that's just so funny you said that because when I was in church last Sunday, my pastor was talking about that. You know, the greatest gift is love. And, you know, late the last couple of days I was faced with something. And I didn't think I had much to give right now. I'm sure a lot of people can really just say, you know, it's like a strain right now. We thank God for allowing us to pay our bills. We thank God for different things that's going on. But it's tighter than normal. And But I said the Lord told me to do something. And I said, I don't have a lot. And he was like, well, you can take it from here. And I did. And just hear me what I'm going to say to you. And um, and the only reason why I'm going around it, because I believe that what you do in private, God will bless you even about mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. what you speak out in open. But let me just say right. this. When you're obedient and you do what God tells you to do, well, right after I did that, I was so excited just seeing somebody else be blessed, just mm-hmm. seeing someone else be blessed. Mm-hmm. And they called me. Someone called me on the phone literally an hour and a half after that and said, oh, that what you're doing right now on your job, you're going to be doing another two or three more weeks. That person's going to be out. Please hear me. I'm not gloating on someone else's situation. But mm-hmm. do you see how God stepped in and he blessed me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to make some income in this time? And he said to me, even in famine, you shall be fed. So mm-hmm. he gave me at this age, tomorrow I'll be 55, he gave me this this energy to be able to do this job because it's physical, this this spirit to be able to go on that job and have a good good spirit about it, not be in a raggedy mood. Have you ever been on a job and you're like, why am I here? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I'm still here. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. But so much peace. You know, have you ever said, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of that? I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, everybody. I still do it from time to time. But he's given me peace, even in the midst of it all, when I just look around any other normal time and go, what's really going on? I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm progressing. I don't, I'm still in the same house. I'm still driving the same car. I'm still wearing the same clothes. And he keeps saying, Tanya, this is not what this is all about. Look Ooh. where you've grown in your spirit. There was a yeah. time you would have flipped out. Look at you. There was a time if it wasn't a lot of people, you were on the planet this and doing this and going here and doing that, then you would have been depressed. I'm mm. so grateful that I'm not depressed. I'm so grateful that I'm not so pressed. Oh, like I said again, there's things going on, but he's given me the ability to be able to maintain yeah. even in these times like these. I thank him for being a savior, an anchor, my provider, mm. my tither, the, my lover, my strength, and my friend. And I'm so grateful for that, sis. That's a lot to be grateful for, sis, seriously. That is a plethora of things to be grateful for. I'm holding the book in my hand that you gave me last Christmas when I came up there. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope 
and a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. We have to recognize and understand the plans of God in our lives are yea and amen. And we have to get to a place of understanding his timing because in that is how, that is another way that we can mark our growth. When we can relate to the timing of God and not be so blown away because it hasn't happened in what we think is, quote, unquote, our time. God started dealing with me yesterday. I I, I just came out, and I'm saying this because I'm laughing because I, I know where you'll probably go, but I just came out of another week shut in. Family International, now that we've changed our name, but um, Pastor called us to a 21-day consecration, and those 21 days will be up tomorrow. Um and I felt that I just really wanted to get with the Lord on this last week of it. And so I went in last Sunday and came out this morning. But he's dealt with me on specific things each day as he normally does. But last night, he began to deal with me in dealing with perfecting timing, perfect, perfect timing, um, and understanding that perfect timing only comes about in the timing of God and in um, his appointed time. And he gave, he gave me this analogy, which really was kind of comical to, my, to me because he, he broke it down according to my life and how I came into existence. And he showed me this. He took me to my parents, the parents that raised me, Coy and Mildred Sparks. And he started bringing back to mind the different um, stories that they had told me about my mother. Now you need to, you, you had to really know my mother, and this is what makes it kind of comical because my mother was a very strong will, very spicy individual, fiery would probably be a better, a better um, description of her. She was like no nonsense, didn't play, um, but spicy and fiery. Um, if she was angry, the world knew. <laughs> It wasn't like you quietly go bump in the night. No, that was not my mother. And apparently, um, as the story was told, I knew from what they told me, she was unable to bear children um, because of a, a, a very bad experience she had as a teenager. Anyway, so she was unable to bear children. And when she and my father got together, um, they agreed that they wanted to adopt. And so they, you know, signed up as um, potential parents do on all these different um, adoption agencies or what have you, whatever the course was back in the 50s, because I was born in 1956. So, and I guess they had been trying to do this probably for about five, six years. But anyway, so in the interim, my aunt, my father's sister adopted a little girl. Their best friends adopted a little boy. You know, everybody seemed to be have, getting children but my parents. And story goes that my mother took and broke a whole set of dishes because she was angry one day and throwing one of her little temper tantrums and why can't she get a baby and yada, yada, yada. And then another story goes that she killed a goldfish because she broke their bowl, throwing another little temper tantrum and what have you. And um, and God was bringing all these things back to my remembrance. But the, the, the biggest thing was, was that her anger, because 
of she felt that she was being left out and everybody else was getting what they wanted. Everybody else was adopting. People that did not even, you know, wasn't even contemplating adopting when she and my father first started their journey in it. But yet still, you know, they would get on a a, a waiting list and just like that, you know, hey, there's a baby. (laughs) And so she, uh, she was having a fit about this. However, as God would have it, there were these two college people. They weren't kids. They were in their early to mid-20s who came together, consummated, brought forth me, the my my sperm donor, as I call them, um, the the seed fertilizer fertilizer <laughs> decided, you know, oh no, I, I don't want no children. I'm not doing this. Um, the my incubator, the one that carried me, and and please hear me, I have nothing but love and respect for my biological mom. Nothing but please please understand that because she gave me life. She didn't have to. Um, but you know, she felt that because everybody turned their backs on her, um, that she was not able to care for me. It was so taboo to be an unwed mother back in those days. And, um, so she decided to give me up for adoption. Now hear what I'm saying, cause I'm going somewhere with this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point here. Everything had to line up according to the perfection of time. Okay, and perfection of time is pre-dedicated on the timing of God. So everything had to align itself with the perfection of time. Now hear me, okay? So I, they were, Coy and Mildred Sparks, were God's appointed parents for my life. He had already predestined them, had already set in motion that they were going to be my parents. No other child would do. It was about me. So they, in his appointed time, they had to wait till all the things aligned themselves. Okay, now, so hear me. It it was not about the stars aligning. It was about the preparation of the things concerning me aligning themselves to the appointed timing of God. All right? So until these two people could meet up, one from New Orleans, another one from Texas, could meet up in San Francisco, come together, okay, have intimate relationship with one another so that I was conceived and birthed forth. All of these things had to align themselves to line up with the appointed time of God for me to be given to that couple. And as he broke that down to me, I'm going, dang, okay, because I had never, ever thought about it like that. I'm sharing this so that you can get in your mindset about the perfecting timing of God. So many of us are all over the place. And again, we're in a mindset of regression, as Tanya was talking about, we're regressing instead of progressing because in our minds we have taken a seat and we're not going to do anything else in 2018 to prepare us for 2019 because in our mind all we can think about is, well, he has not done what I wanted him to do yet, 
okay, what I've been waiting for, and everybody else, everybody else is getting everything that they want, but I'm not getting what I ask for. I'm not getting what I want. So I'm just going to sit down and I'm not going to do nothing. Or I'm going to be like my mother was, and I'm going to throw temper tantrums, and I'm going to shake my finger at God, and I'm going to be angry because everybody else, again, is getting everything they want, but what is happening with me? Why can't I get what I want? Why isn't what I want manifesting in my life? And it's the simple part of God's appointed time. Everything aligning itself in perfect order so that what God says should be and what he has set in motion to come to pass will come to pass. So I'm here to encourage everybody. As I said at the beginning of the show, our show today is dealing with ending your year strong. My my being, my 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 desire for you is for you to get vision and understand. Let me read this to you again because this is how he gave it to me last night. He said it is not about the stars aligning. It is about the preparation of the things concerning you, aligning themselves up with the appointed timing of God. Hear me. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to read the whole thing. The perfection of time is predicated on the timing of God. The perfection of time is predicated on the timing of God. I want you to get this in your spirit. I'm going to give it to you one more time. That's what our mother, Mother Atkinson, used to do to us. She made us repeat things three times. Get it in your spirit. The perfection of time is predicated on the timing of God. It is not about the stars aligning. It is about the preparation of the things concerning you aligning themselves up with the appointed timing of God. Now, if I say to you, this is your appointed time, then you know that all the things that need to perfectly align themselves for that perfecting timing of God to come into existence has happened. You'll know that it has happened. In the interim, in the meantime, what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is obedience to the voice of God. It is to hit it, Every single time he gives you instruction, carry it out to the letter. Do exactly what he tells you to do. You just heard my sister's testimony. She said, God said, give. She said, I don't have much. He said, get it from there. She said, okay. As soon as she walked in her obedience, her phone rang. Hear me. Part of that aligning Part of that perfecting timing is your obedience to God, is your obedience to God. Don't give up. Don't throw up both hands. Don't regress. Progress forward in your obedience to God. In this hour, okay, we are two days into the last month of this year. This is not the time to shrink back. This is not to cut the time to regress. This is not about waiting for January 1st to make New Year's resolutions. This is about the here and the now and today. Make life resolutions. Make life resolutions. Not New Year's resolutions. Life resolutions. Again, hit the ground running. 
hit the ground running. God, what are you speaking to my heart? What are you speaking to my soul? What are you speaking to my spirit? Where would you have me be? What would you have me do? Things have to align themselves. Things have to be prepared for. Align yourself. Align yourself with the voice and the word of God. And I promise you, on all that is holy, this upcoming year will not be the same as the last. But you've got to align yourself, position yourself for the move of God in your life. Now, how do you do that each and every day? God, if you just get out a pad and a pencil, turn that TV off, sit down and start doing life resolutions, planning. Daddy, where you got me? Where, where are you taking me? Where am I headed? Give me some inkling of what I need to be doing to prepare for what you have for me. I need to prepare for what you have for me. I have a meeting on Wednesday in New York. It is my first meeting with C-suite type executives to present my platform dealing with influence and being a kingdom influencer and building a legacy, not just followers, but imparting and building legacy in the lives of others. How did I get to this? By implementing everything that God has given me to do over these past few months. By being obedient, by hearing first, by getting in his presence, letting him speak to me. He says, go do this. Create this website. Okay, Lord, make sure you get your speaker sheets going. Okay, Lord, put yourself out there. I shared this a few weeks ago. God said, you have to promote you so that I can promote, so that you can promote my, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back this up. God said, I will put your name in the wind so that it can be promoted and you promote you as, as, as you, and I promote you, let me get it straight. If I promote you being God promoting you, then that is giving you a platform to promote God. So you do have to brand yourself. Let's get our heads up out of the sand with this. Oh no, I can't, I can't brand myself. No, my name should not be out there. If your name is not out there and there is not a platform given to you because of what your name is, because who you are, then how are you going to get a platform and use that platform to promote the kingdom of God? That's what it's all about. It is not about your vainglory. It is not about God putting you out there so you can pat yourself on the back. It is about, I'm going to give you a platform. I'm going to give you a platform. I, I, I promise you, I promise you, I, what came to mind just this minute, just in my spirit, was Colin Kumpernicker, whatever his name is. Y'all know who I'm talking about, Colin, the, the football player, and his new Nike commercial. And everybody was up in arms of the other persuasion when the the the, the um, commercial was coming out, and they wanted to boycott Nike, and they wanted to do all of these different things, right? Commercial aired, and everybody had jaw drops, and there was nothing that they could say negative about it. Nothing, nothing. But what stuck in the mind, and the last picture and image that you see is even if it costs you everything, do what you're passionate about. Just do it. 
even if it costs you sacrificing everything, whatever your passion is, do it. Do it. And the sales for Nikes went through the roof when that commercial was released. And all the naysayers that, oh, no, and how he get that spot and yada, 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 and he's a disgrace to this country because he took a knee and whatever, whatever, whatever. But when the, when the commercial actually aired, everybody was speechless because there was nothing that you could come against it with. And the sales for Nike went through the roof. And it was really funny. I caught a clip of The View, and I caught, I caught Whoopi. And Whoopi was like, so now you guys must understand this. Prior to the commercial coming out, everybody that was anti-Nike and anti-Collins went outside and had Nike burning parties. They burnt their Nikes, and she's she's cracking up while she's saying this. Okay, who did you hurt by burning up your Nikes? Because Nike already had your money for the shoes that you just burnt up because you had already bought those and you paid for them. And then the commercial aired, and the commercial was so powerful, guess what you just had to go do? is go give Nike some more money and buy some more Nike shoes, okay? Because your crazy buy went out there and burnt the ones you had. Hear what I'm saying. God will take the foolish things to confound the wise. I'm telling you, whatever God tells you to do, do it. Do it. Do it. This is how you progress. This is how you position yourself. Every single day, you should be doing something to work toward the vision and the goals that he has given you every single day. It is not just about going to somebody else's job. It's about having your own business. It is not just about being in the background. It's God giving you a platform that he can use you on because he can trust you. It is about stepping out in and on, in and on purpose. We have got to stop letting fear grip us and hold us back. I I told a couple of people this week, I was like, pray with me. Because January 1st, I want to walk off this job because I'm really over the job. And and I'm so, my face is set like Senate because I, I know what God is calling me to. I know the platform he has given me. And my thing, I had to come to come to grips and talk to, talking to my sister yesterday and being completely transparent and honest, being completely transparent and honest there. Um, yeah, I want to walk off this job and everything, but uh, I still got rent. I still got bills. I still got this, that, and the other. I got things that I need to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so I'm saying pray with me about January 1st, but in the back in the recesses of my mind, my mind is saying, uh, how, how's that going to work? You know, you need to wait. You need to wait till that platform is built. You need to wait before you step out. And, and I promise you last night, it was my last night in the church and I was all by myself and God just started dealing with me and he started giving me this about the perfection of time and his appointed time. And when he finished and showed me everything that had to align and then brought me up to what is about to happen this week, when I stepped in that plane on Tuesday on my way to New York, because I said, Lord, I hear you in this. 
I told my husband, I hear God in this. I hear God in this. And I promise you, two weeks after I told that to my husband, my spoken word over me, last Tuesday, two weeks ago, last, it'll be two weeks this coming Tuesday, he spoke a word over me. And the word he spoke over me was the identical word that I had told my husband two weeks prior to. I know I hear God's voice. I know I need to step up my faith game. Now, everybody looks at me and is like, oh, this girl got so much faith, yada, yada, yada. I'm just as human as everybody else. And, and I'm, I'm prone to free, fear gripping me as well. Why? Because anything that there is um, history with, history will try to come up and tell you, remember when, remember what you walked through. I went through four years that I didn't have my own address. Every time I gave an address, it was somebody else's address. I walked through three years where God wouldn't let me work a job, a regular J-O-B. He told me to be still and know that he was God. But if I tell you, I didn't miss a meal. I didn't have a car, but I didn't miss an appointment. Okay. I, I never slept outside. God took care of me. He took care of me. So when that natural man comes back to tell you and grip you with fear, you got to stand up and say, oh, no, but you don't know the God I serve. Okay. You don't know who my not only master is, but who my father is. So, God, if you give me a directive, I'm going to follow your directive. And he last night, clear as day, he said, put in your month notice January 1st. Let them know it's your last month. Cool. Done. Okay? Done. <clears throat> because I know if that's my directive, then, Daddy, you got me come February 1st. When it's time to pay rent February 1st, you got that. You got that. I got it. Okay. So we got to get to that place. And, and that's why I said, sis, you know, I, I loved your topic for last week. But you know what? Last week was not the appointed time. This was the appointed time. As we enter into this last month, we got to clearly hear the voice of God and not let fear grip us and progress into our future, progress into our destiny. Hear God. Do not let fear Stop you. Trust in whom all trust lies. Because I, I it, get, sis, I, and I'm going to speak this to you right here on the air because I know your desire to be here. Okay? But in that desire, why well, can't go without a job? Well, you can lose your job right where you are today or tomorrow. And I'm not speaking that over you. Please hear me. What I'm saying is, is that we have to learn to trust God above trusting a job. We have to recognize and understand who our source is. Now, one of the Amen. resources that he may use to bless us may be a job, if that's what you Amen. desire. I don't desire to work a job any longer. That Amen. is not my desire. So, therefore, I'm saying, God, I said this before, and I went back to this. When I left the last time, I said I did not want to work job again and I allow my mentality and that you know pay the bills do this that, and the other take me back but I also believe that this past two years was of God as well because there were people's lives that I needed to touch in that organization on the way to where I am right now and now I see it I see the culmination of what God allowed me to do as an influence in the lives of other people but Amen. you know what I see their growth now and I see that I can walk 
because they have progressed and they've grown to the place that they need to be. Their self-esteem has risen. Their self-value and self-worth has risen. They're no longer that shy, timid person that don't want to speak up. Now they're speaking up. Now they're aggressive in what they need to do. Thank you, Daddy. I serve my purpose. My assignment is done. Amen. Amen. It's powerful. Hey, this is this is the season in which we live. Amen. This is the season in which we live. Tanya, you will be fifty-five years old tomorrow. I just turned sixty-two. If not now, when? Now that's my question. That's powerful. And you know what, Cliff? That's just really powerful, everything that you're saying. And I'm a firm believer of believing this now. You know, please hear me. Please ask God if you're living, you're breathing, you can say the same, you got health and strength. You don't want to walk into your 2019 like you did your 2018. Mm-mm. 18 was meant for a reason. Maybe it was a training ground. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just a preparation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a yeah. setup. You know, yes. and a lot of times just because you have to give up some things or maybe have to lose some things, if you have to give up or lose something, then it wasn't meant to be. God is going to replenish and bless you with even greater. Hallelujah. But this year, the, before the end of the year, ask God to embrace, that you can embrace him all the more. Hmm. Allow you to decrease that he may increase in you. Allow yeah. him to fix you, change you, rebuild you, restructure you. Open up your mind, your vision, your life, your dreams, and allow you to do according to him. This has been my last a couple of months lesson. Tanya, the Lord said to me, who am I? Am Mm. I the potter or am I the clay? Mm. I say, Father, you're the potter. Then how do you tell me Hmm. how to do you, how Hmm. to bless you, how to rebuild you, how to make you? how to mold you, how to love you, how to do this. Let me tell you something. When you stop dealing with God on your terms and stop negotiating with him, Mm. but appreciating him, then I truly believe your life will change. See, I'm going to tell everybody, I'll be the first partaker. I did not realize, but I was negotiating with God. Okay, daddy, Mm. if you do this, I'm going to do that. And when he did, I didn't. I said, well, you know, Mm. I need a little bit longer. Mm. I need a little bit more of this. I need a little bit more of that. But let me say something to you. This is me. If you're a parent, you know what it's like to love a child. A child has been out there, done whatever they wanted to do. And no matter what, when you feel like they didn't do it, all they can do to me, I'm done. You love them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You care a little bit more. But Mm -hmm. that's how Christ loves us. And let me say something to you. Everything you do in life is a fight. See, hmm. this is the year that more people commit suicide than any time of the year. But if you commit suicide, you're only committing suicide. I always heard this because you're trying to kill your future, your dreams, your past. But you're really killing your future. Hmm. Not your past, your future. So hang in there a little bit longer. See God and trust God even more. See, the reason why I didn't turn it out is because it's what you want and not what he has for you. Mm. Surrender. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And ask God to teach you how to surrender. That's a hard yeah. thing. But surrender. 
under the hand of God. And he mm. will see you through, I believe. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Without fail, forget doubt, without fail, he will send you, see you through. Without fail. And that's an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. Awesome thing. I thank and praise God, girl. I mean, I thank and praise God because, yeah, he is incredible. He is incredible, you know. And we grow. This is this is our growth. This is how we grow. This is how we mark our growth, you know. This is how we mark our growth. So, you know, God is he's an incredible God, and we just need to align ourselves with his perfect timing and what he is working and doing in our lives. We've got three minutes to go in the show, sis. It help, help our people um, formulate the plan for, for these next 28, 29 days so that well, I'm they're saying, not sitting on their laurels or regressing that they're progressing. I'm going to tell you something. All I'm going to tell you is it's not easy. But where are you going to start? If you wait until next year around the same time, guess what? You're still where you are in that square one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the key to getting ahead is getting started. And try something different that you've never done before. We've mm-hmm. always said on this show, to get something different from God that you've never had, you've got to do something different for God that you've never done. Mm-hmm. Why don't you restructure something? And don't take everything. Because, see, I'm an everything person. Okay, I've got to change this, change this, change that, and then God is going to do it. But if you're mm-hmm. waiting for your conditions to change, you'll be waiting forever. Mm. Why don't you, while your conditions are the same, why don't you change something and watch God change your condition? Mm. Because he will. Because, again, I'm going to say that. While you're waiting on your conditions to change, okay, God, when this change, this change, I'm going to do this. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and change so God can change your condition? And Mm. that's trusting him. How do I do that, Tanya? How, How do I trust God when I'll never? Well, instead of just doing it because it's church, or still to do it, just doing it because it's prayer. Why don't you do it because you truly have a desire? Have you ever loved someone? Have you ever loved mm-hmm. something so much that mm-hmm. it aches in your heart? You cry because they left you, or you cry, you can't keep stop thinking about them because they left you. How about doing that for God? Mm-hmm. Lord, I love you. I don't want you to leave me. I realize if you leave me, then I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. It's not about the cards. And guess what? If that's what I have to give up, then that's what I have to give up. But then guess what? You'll give me the strength to walk where I got to go. Mm. Whatever it is, he will and he shall make a way out of no way. Mm. All I'm saying is restructure your life and ask God how to do it. Ask God how to make you and not you telling God how to do you. Why don't mm. you start asking God, make me over again. Mm. Amen. I love you guys. Be blessed. Amen. That's powerful. Ask God, make me over again. One of the things that I started this week out with, with the Lord, is I, when I first entered into the sanctuary and I was walking and I was praying and I was just giving God adoration and um, just, you know, that place, that place of tabernacling with God. And the spirit prayed this through me. God, work in me so that you can work through me. In me so that you can work through me. 
And that that's what equates to what Tanya just said. You know, Lord, I need you to work from the inside out. I need you to regroup what's in me. I need you to restructure what's in me. Anything that has not aligned itself with your will for my life, any thoughts, any any beat of my heart, whatever, if there's unforgiveness, rid me of it, if, or, or I give it to you, because he's not going to take it. You have to give it to him. So I give you my unforgiveness. I give you my thoughts. I give you my heart. I give you my physical being. I give you my bank account. I give you everything that you have blessed me with, I give back to you. The same way Revelations talks about the, the elders throw, taking their crowns and throwing them at the feet of Jesus. Same thing. Everything you gave me, because I didn't earn it, you gave it to me. Everything that you gave me, including my life, I give it back to you so that you can use me to your glory. Because you created me to be a bearer of your glory. The word says God will not share his glory with another, but he never said that he would not place his glory on you. He didn't say he would not place his glory on you. And that is the desire, the desire of God is that you would square your shoulders and be a glory bearer and be used as a walking, breathing, living epistle to the goodness of God to his glory. So I thank and praise God. Get up off your laurel, turn off the TV, get off your phone, get off Facebook, start making plans and goals, life resolutions. And you started off by saying, God, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Because you already know God said that he completes the the ending and then he backs up and starts the beginning. So if you can give you a of where he's taking you, then you can back up and start the beginning of plans to get there. When you get ready to take a trip, you got to start off with your map. You know where you're going on the map. So you pull the map out and say, okay, this is where I am. When you set your GPS, the GPS, the first thing it asks you is for your location. Where are you? And then it says, where is your destination? So you want to get before God in honesty, this is my location. This is where I currently am. And where is my destination, God? So I can put that in my spiritual, mental, physical GPS, and let's go. Let's plot a course together. You and me, Lord, let's plot this course together. I am attentive to your voice, and I will be obedient to your directive that I may get to the destination you have predetermined for me. So amen, amen, amen. This was fun, Tam. This was good. This was good. I thank and praise God for it. I love you, love you, love you. Have an I love you, beautiful. incredible day tomorrow celebrating I will. years. Have an incredible day. I'll just day. be grateful if I'm alive. Amen. amen. I love you, too. Amen. Love you, too. God bless. Let's keep it real.